0: We hit, the and hit the button, Now Go listen, on. On. if you, if you, he's taken her and, yet that's right. You get locked up. You get locked up. But they're all going to get treats now. That's what's happening. So, listen, uh, Rich has a dog like named Coraline, that. for those of you who don't know. And she is adorable and whiny. And it's mainly around it. me. I really, like, I don't want to say I encourage the bad behavior. It's just she can't control herself around. She can't control, she her can't control herself
1: She can't control herself. She's got me. no self-control.
0: I mean, and, you know, it's funny she's because. She's controlless. The relationship started with her barking at me and never wanting to come with me. And then I started feeding her ice cubes on the regular every time I came yep. over. And now she's in love with me.
1: She loves everybody now. She she's, gotten, she's gotten calm. Oh, really? She's getting older. Oh. But she she's... especially gets calmer with you. Until she gets all nutsy because she wants yeah, to be all like, up touch in me, your touch face. Touch me. Touch yeah.
0: me. Touch me now on my belly, on my face. Yes. Everywhere. She's about yelling. She oh. just yells when I, come, I came in to drop in the computer earlier, and I and that, I left, and she... Screaming. Ah, screaming. She does have the best, I'm being murdered, scream out of all of the she does. dogs. She really does. It's really easy to say. Welcome, everyone, to Excitement Inc. I'm Daniel. I'm Rich. This is a goulash of nerd titles in an oriented podcast that do things with stuff. Video games movies tv TV series (laughs) toys toys but you know one of these days um and by one of these days i mean very 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 soon i'm gonna put up the first episode of full schmelz all right so close so So close. close and then you can start watching full schmelz for things like rich building legos and me showing off my lightsaber that i built in florida yes because that's where you get lightsabers now is in florida
1: lightsabers you can see Uh, in some parts of california i guess yeah
0: and you can see how rich built this um i don't know if you guys can see it right now if you're watching the video a um hedwig lego a giant hogwarts school hedwig lego oh yeah for me to do this though
1: i would have to dismantle and rebuild because the one that i did a build of to film is luke's lightsaber
0: oh how dare you you're just throwing away content you know mm-hmm. here's the deal when they made the buffalo when they killed the buffalo they used the skin they used the meat they use the bones for mm-hmm. spear tips and listen you can do whatever you want i'm, I'm do, perfectly I'm fine with rebuilding a lego set so, i've got no okay. issue
1: with taking it apart and rebuilding it oh shit
0: well maybe after i upload all the videos and well, i mean we can see if everyone puts in you know their two cents. it says yeah. damn i want to see a hmm. speed a speed lapse a time lapse of rich building that lego yeah. So anyways, we're here to talk about things and there's a lot to get to. So, Rich, you w- watched things that I wanted you to watch. You did. and I, really I did. I need to know. You now. did. And I did. I did. We did. It's true. It was yes, done. Very much so. Things were done. Ready to go.
1: I watched. We finally finished A Haunting of Hill House.
0: Do you understand now why I told you mm-hmm. it is so much more than uh, the cover that it looks like the book to be read? Yeah. Wonderful show.
1: It was it was very good. Right. It was it was much better than it started. It finished
0: way stronger than it started. Yeah, yeah. It's very much a build up to a climax, Haunting yes. of Hill House. Mike Flanagan's Haunting of Hill House on Netflix. And uh how was episode eight?
1: Uh it had probably the best jump scare ever (laughs) filmed which you told me was the best jump scare ever filmed and And i was just like i know this is coming i know this is coming i know this yeah no you don't it just it's completely by surprise even if you know it's coming it it still fucks you
0: it really does yeah i could tell you it's when they're in the car and you would still not it is the perfect distraction before the perfect jump scare and yeah it was out of nowhere um, no, I, I mean, I liked the, the parts and the pieces of Haunting of Hill House for multiple reasons, but honestly, the, the, in terms of the pace, it can be a little slow as you're going, you know, you're learning about each individual child and what, when and where and why, et cetera. But, um, it, I like the way it climaxes in the funeral home with Nell, when everyone finally comes together, you see all these people together again for the first time, um, and they, they're at the funeral home. Yeah. And it's. A continuous shot almost the whole episode is a continuous shot did you notice yeah. that
1: mm, i didn't at the time there's a lot that flew under my radar that yes. i kind of want to go back and watch mm-hmm. the entire thing over again well, just know. because the way that it wraps is just like oh shit i need to go back and see what i missed
0: mm-hmm. you see all the like tiny things and stuff yeah that i missed and that's the thing. The list of of monsters that were watching you while you weren't watching it are are up there. Yeah. There's a there's there's a ghost in literally the first like 30 seconds of the show. Right. When they're going over the whole house and it's empty, there's one looking up through the banisters at you.
1: Yeah. Oh, there there were tons of those. Christy yeah. kept finding them. Yeah. Christy was like, "There's a ghost right there." And I was uh-huh. like, bullshit, rewind. Oh, fuck, there's a ghost right yeah, there's there. There's a ghost
0: right there. Some okay. of them are so very much more obvious. They don't put the obvious ones in until more, closer yeah. to the end.
1: There's there's something just truly unsettling about a very tall, floating man. Yeah. Just. It really is. Just out there. Mm-hmm. That's how it's going. There's yep. a floating, very tall man in this show, and it is deeply unsettling. Rich. Rich yes look at me <laughs> <laughs> look at me
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh man nutty right yeah. yeah yeah it was crazy what else so the wife and i started sex education last week or last night and
0: i kept watching it
1: yes how far did you get we watched the first episode started i think we got through the second one as well okay Cool. cool 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 i think
0: it, it, yes, yeah. so you got through the second episode with the house party. Yes, the house party where yes. he
1: was helping the um, couple have sex with the lights on. Yes. By actively listening to each other.
0: While they're sitting in a bathtub.
1: While they were sitting in a bathtub yep. back to back.
0: Yep, yep, yep. And then he has to walk out to his crush who, having just finished bone another man. Yep. It's highly interesting, highly sentimental. Yeah. Uh, it's, the, the third episode actually had me on the verge of tears.
1: All right. Yes. I cannot wait to continue this. So. Yes. Because right, Christy is constantly on the lookout for something to binge. And right. I was like, well, let's try this. Right. And the first two episodes went down okay. Yeah. So I think that we're going to be able to finish this. Yeah. Possibly. So long as the next episode really grabs her. Typically, third episode has to like sink its hooks in. It also helps that Gillian Anderson is the mom yes the sex therapist, highly
0: interesting and funny and you know yes yeah
1: i noticed you're pretending to masturbate
0: (laughs) (laughs) she's approaching the things like imagine if you're if you're prying mom was also a sex therapist yes holy shit that's kind of the first rule of therapy though is that you do not therapize people you know let alone your family but i digress not unless they ask for it right but it will, you know. Um, I like the way it's going. I'm about half. I'm a little more than halfway through the season now. But the problems they encounter are funny. They yeah. get, you know, better and better. Um, the characters. That's probably one of the craziest things about Sex Education is like, honestly, there's characters that you would generally like not like. You know, mm-hmm. the crush that, um, the guy that the crush is sleeping with. Her name's Mae. She's sleeping with, uh, I think, Parker or Jackson. Jackson, I think, yeah. the, on the swim team. He's a big old jock guy. And he's he, head boy. He's head. He is head boy. And um, of which house? Um, <laughs> probably Gryffindor. Um, uh, and I don't think they're. He's wearing maroon. Yes. And he's wearing gold. That's that is true. his colors.
1: Yes. Okay. He seems very jockey. He does. Seem very, very brave. Way. Very stupid. Which are the characteristics of uh, Gryffindor really and
0: you not even seen the rest of the show yet I no, can tell no. you right now he's like you know and that's exactly what it is so no. there's that but y- here's the thing like normally in a you know in kind of a one-sided show you would like kind of be you would think you would root for you know Otis the main character and be like damn I hate that guy that his crush is sleeping with but they do this thing where they make you like all the characters and that makes the drama that much more important because Jackson is like cool he's like you end up liking him he's funny he's charming and it's yeah. just kind of like you're rooting for them which either way it goes throughout the series so right. like it's it's probably gonna touch your your heartstrings and mine the same way but that's kind of nice is when you watch a drama and literally every character has some kind of even the bully who is like an absolute dick he has this sometimes he does something funny and he has a smirk while he's doing it And you're like hey, why am i laughing at you yeah.
1: <laughs> well, the bully i mean i feel for him even though he's even though he's a dick, he was trying. He was he was like, "This is I'm going to live my truth," and he got dumped for it. Yes, he did. Uh, I mean it was. I would say that the true villain of the show is that bitch.
0: That bitch. She's not. You'll see later. She's got one of the funniest scenes in the whole fucking season.
1: I appreciated seeing her titties like right off the bat. Did you? Yes. That was nice. I was. I was a fan of that. You I was get like, them right.
0: right out of line. You're like, here's the titties. I was like,
1: here's all right. Nice. They're not going to shy away from the titties, I mean, and I am on uh, board. They're
0: they're not going to shy away from any nudity,
1: yeah. and I'm I'm here for it. I'm, I'm on board. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> good. <laughs> when the bully's standing up on the table, going, "This is my huge cock."
0: Yeah. <laughs> and, and he drops it. Tangling. In. You can tangling. see the tip of it between his legs, <laughs> past his ballsack. Yes. like, Oh, this is that show.
1: Yep. Yeah. So yeah. What else do you watch? It's good stuff. Um, well, th- this Tuesday was a very important Tuesday. Yeah. Because season five of Rick and Morty dropped on DVD and Blu-ray. No way. So I had to run out and get it like right away. Naturally. No one had it on their shelves.
0: Oh no! I had
1: to. I had to go Gamma. log into Best Buy, buy it online, and pick it up in the store. Oh no. Because they weren't they didn't have it how on the shelves they, in the store. How dare I they was say. like, what the fuck are you doing? But you have it now and that's Jeez. all that matters. Yes, I have it now. And it's on my digital. And that's when I told you. Yep. It's on the digital. Go and watch I, and it. And I said I love you. Yeah.
0: Because I need to watch it.
1: You do. You truly do. <laughs> it's oh man. The end of that season is just holy fuck. I'm
0: gonna holy one of these fuck. days. One of these days. Holy fuck. You know?
1: Yeah. Good stuff. Um There's a show on Netflix that is like a reality dating show called Sexy Beasts. Have you seen this? Have you heard
0: of this? I don't want it brought up on the show. (laughs) Okay. Why not? But go ahead. Go ahead. Why not? It's bad enough. Here's the deal. You get good shows like Face Off where they're doing cool makeup. They have, you know, certain (laughs) concepts they need to approach and then they do that. And then there's other reality TV shows that are not competitions and these people literally just uh, say the fucking worst things act like the worst people and you want to reach through the the, the TV and strangle them and they combine those concepts yes and Sarah wanted to watch her I I forbade it in my house I said no way and she said fuck you I'm gonna watch it and I was like okay and she did and then she was like maybe I shouldn't have watched that (laughs) but what do you think? <laughs> I'm not trying to slander something. Oh, no, I'm on board. I'm like, on okay, board with okay, all Okay, cool, <laughs> because no, they're all pieces of shit. Yeah, well, no. You can tell from the commercial that they're all going to be pieces of shit.
1: That's a dating <clears throat> show that any reality dating show does not feature good people. There no, are no good no. people. And that's why the shows are
0: always, you get to watch these terrible people be terrible people. Yes.
1: Okay, if they were good people, no, The Bachelor would have been canceled after like three seasons. Yeah. The bachelorette would not have existed.
0: Exactly. Because she's with Parker, but you know that, like, Mal has been, like, sneaking out at <laughs> night to go to the strip club, and you're like, no, no, no. Parker is way more, like, you know, good, Julia, for you, for it's you. And then she picks Mal, and you're just upset. It's so fucking stupid. It's so fucking it's stupid. It's all fucking stupid. But and that's not a it's specific it features, example.
1: It, it's because it features terrible people, but yeah. that's every reality dating. And instead,
0: show. they just slapped special effects makeup on these people. Yeah, this is it's just. Like,
1: this is just love connection with makeup effects which is and i was like my wife was like why what would you do if you were in that situation i was like it's very very simple okay i would go on the date with all of them but i would easily pick the one with the biggest tits She's like, nothing about their personalities. I was like, all their personalities are terrible. Yeah. None of these are worthwhile people. I'm just going for fun. So if I am yeah. if I had to pick one, it's the one with the biggest tits.
0: That's easy. That, That's where I'm at. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I would be insistent, to be made up like a baboon. And just like, first question, do you want to see my ass? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Only if they painted my ass purple.
0: That's what. They, that's a point. I'm a point it purple, and literally part of the makeup is that like I'm constantly wearing assless something. Yes. I'm a little infatuated with the, like assless clothes right now because I just think about the ease of access and how nice it would be. Yes. Just poop, do whatever you need to do. So poop
1: wherever you need to. Really, it just it just drops yeah, to the ground. Just
0: drop it out. I don't. It I, it's weird right to it. me that like we go places and we can't just poop in public. Like what? If I pick it up, who cares? It's a bodily function, you know.
1: I don't know, there's something socially unacceptable about it.
0: Yeah, maybe we can talk about bodily functions on When Daniel Met Rich. But maybe, yeah.
1: <laughs> so, the wife enjoys it, and I was just kind of like, okay, as long as you enjoy it, I can do whatever the well, fuck else I want. At least
0: maybe appreciate the good makeup.
1: Yeah, maybe. maybe. Not really, no. No? Yeah. No. F is for Family has a new season on. Oh! Which is fun. Yeah. It's uh It's a 70s cartoon, or a cartoon that takes place in the 70s. Right, right, right. Growing up in a suburb of Boston, I think. Something like that. It's Bill Burr. So it's Bill Burr at his finest. Just really, really good kind of good. going. It's almost like he. it's his family therapy. Yeah. He's just going through how he grew up.
0: And at his finest outside of The Mandalorian. Yes. Because there's a new peak Bill Burr, and I think that's like The Mandalorian, Bill Burr. Yeah. But this is comedic, Bill Burr.
1: Yeah. This is, this is Bill Burr. I just wanted to bring Bill up how Burr. much I love
0: him in The Mandalorian. Yeah, but yeah, but that that was
1: that was Bill Burr as that character in the Mandalorian and he fucking nailed it, knocked it out of the park. (laughs) He did the same thing in uh, Breaking Bad. He was perfect on that. Yes, he did. But this is all written by him, produced by him with Vince Vaughn. I think it's but it's fun. It's good times. Okay. I still haven't made it through the entire season yet. And then for whatever reason, I keep cycling the trilogy of Captain America on Disney Plus.
0: Well, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you get around to Falcon Winter Soldier eventually, finishing that.
1: I'm on the third episode of that. Yeah, but it's that's what I kind of want to pay attention to. Whereas Captain America's, I can have playing in the background in the while background, I'm doing other shit. You
0: make a Hedwig Lego. Pretty much. It is. I mean, mostly small, right? I mean, it's, if we push it, I think you can kind of see it on the camera if yes. we push it a little closer. There, boom.
1: Yes, the that's Harry Potter icons. Series.
0: They're wonderful. They're yes. really cool. Does this wand come off? Yes, it does. Can I just hold it? Yeah, if you don't break it. I'm not going to break it. You're I can't, not gonna break I can't it. see the mechanism on the front. Though. It's, is it it's like just kind of in? a little
1: bolt that, or a little ball that's snapped into a socket. Oh,
0: it's one of those. So I can just, yeah. oh, yeah. And then it is a ball in a socket. This is the yeah. coolest. We need to make a full schmelts about this because yeah. <laughs> this is far too cool the fact that I'm holding Harry's wand. Yes. 13 inches. Yes. You feather of phoenix the yeah. same phoenix mr potter <laughs> uh, uh, anyways i watch shows too yeah i can't get it back i'm gonna i'm gonna That's fine. i'm gonna so actually it go. keep it just within so reach i'm gonna fine. keep it within reach do you think just in case i want to cast a spell All um right. so yeah we also watched the sex education um and then we got a, we're still watching the spider-man's getting ready for no way home we watched spider-man 3 and you know what i think it holds up better than um it used to Douchebag Parker, still douchebag Parker, unfortunately. Like evil Peter Parker is still like cringeworthy um, for the most part, but. Um, we- it clearly suffers from too many villains. They don't have enough time to expound on, you know, certain characters doing things and stuff. And unfortunately, like, the Mary Jane role they wrote for Kirsten Dunst, I mean, Mary Jane's just a bitch. This whole She's a whiny, dumb bitch She won't tell Peter what the fuck is wrong, but she will kiss his best friend. And it, it just makes you just completely unsympathetic for any plight Mary Jane has. So, you know, as we get back into that, but I'm not going to bitch about a show that old. I tell you what I've been watching a lot of fucking baking shows. Oh on no. Discovery Plus. Oh no. You know Sarah You're likes to bake. have fallen
1: down the baking show and path. Oh my gosh. Cake oh Boss, no.
0: Cupcake Wars, Cake Wars. I mean and listen, these are some cool fucking cakes. Oh yeah. Okay. Buddy Valastro super cool. We go to Buddy's every every time we are fucking, you know, um in in, in Vegas or there's one around you can get cake ordered now. Neat. Buddy's cake ordered to eat. So, no. to your house. That's not helping my weight, but I digress. <laughs> um, so I know that his cakes look
1: beautiful, but are they actually tasty?
0: Oh, yeah. No, they're delicious. Okay. Have you ever been to the, like, the in maybe Vegas? Have no, you ever no, had his, like, no. lobster tails or no. anything? Think about ordering some for a Christmas party or something. Okay. Like, when we hang out. Hopefully, we can get some lobster tails. His cannolis are really good, but yes, his cake is amazing. And you can, like, order slices and have them delivered. Okay. Buddy V's cake bite cake shop you can order them on like doordash or something oh okay it's cool it's clever it's whatever you know what i mean so hey he um, got out of
1: hoboken he went uh, nationwide good for him
0: yeah so i guess the weirdest part about these shows is i'll watch like cake wars or cupcake wars and It bothers me a lot because they are really bad at hiding when, like, I feel like some of these contestants are getting paid off based on the editing. I, more than most people, will notice if editing is shoddy, if something was changed, if something was done in a reality TV show. Because, unfortunately, in reality, you try not to script things. Right? Um, but then they'll, you know, um, be carrying something delicate for, you know, the cake that they need, you know, and they'll be carrying it. And then they, they go, oh, oh, oh! and then they, they act like they've dropped it when you can clearly see them like leaning over a table to do something stupid and ridiculous. Like right. it's like a, those bad infomercials trying to prove that your product is needed. Right. That's what that is. It gets pretty bad on those shows. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. So, I wish I could say that it had, you know, reality integrity to it. It doesn't. You know what does have mostly integrity, except for when, you know, I see that they purposely repeat lines because they wanted it for their editing cut, is Destination Fair. Which we also continue to watch on the Discovery Channel because it's still, like, the coolest, most down-to-earth, uh, supernatural uh, ghost hunting show you can find. Okay. Every now and then I catch them, like, you know, repeating a line and, you know, so that they can get a cut about it and react to it. And I'm like, okay, like, let's let's not. But outside of that, you know, you get a lot of like legitimate reactions. Um, I hope they don't go down the path of a lot of other shows because, I mean, some of these shows, unlike Ghost Hunters, unlike, well, even Ghost Adventures isn't this bad. Some of the newer shows will literally like CGI in where they think they saw something. Oh, and that's okay. where it becomes like, OK, you're literally just trying to like squeeze this into my mind and make me think this, you know, which is really weird. It really kind of sucks. But um, those shows I just turn off. Destination Fear does not do that outside of like maybe they'll change something and they'll edit a line or like have someone. It, I can tell they're repeating a line because they want it for their cut. That's fine because it probably still happened and they didn't have a good camera angle or, you know, All right. these shows need to get produced still. And they will feel open-ended or shoddy if you don't get certain kinds of reactions all the time. Right. So, that being said, um, unless it's literally, like, something that is clearly scripted, you should—you technically shouldn't do that ever, but whatever. Whatever it is, it's still not Ghost Adventures. Okay. Where Zach Baggins is completely convinced he's going to win a fucking Emmy one of these days if he just tries his hardest— to oh. be affected by these ghosts is... Is he
1: just chewing up the scenery? Oh, he
0: chews up the scenery. He'll... he'll. I feel mad, man. I I don't know what it is about this room. Can you feel it? Do you feel mad? No. And he punches a ball. I'm like, <laughs> just... Oh, no. Zach Baggins. He borrowed the real Annabelle doll once. Oh, no. On Haunted... Uh, on his Haunted Museum show, which we visited in, in Las Vegas. Okay. In it was pretty cool. Um, But we didn't see the Annabelle doll because that's in the Warrens. But... Um, on his show, the, the Warren's son-in-law was like, sure, I'll fly down. I'll bring it down for your show. We'll do that. I'm sure Zach Baggins paid him an arm and a leg to bring it all down. And he sets it up in the room he's like, okay, Zach, you're not going to touch it. Just, that's my one, literally my one request. That's my only thing is that you do not touch this doll. And I'll give you one guess what Zach did. Touch it. He hits the ground. He goes, I feel compelled. I just want, I want to. And they're like, Zach, no. It's like telling a child not to touch things in the fucking store, dude. He's like, but, <sighs> but I can't. They're like, no, don't. And he like touches its hand. I'm like, Jesus fucking Christ. I'm just watching him do it. And I'm like, how disrespectful can you be? Oh no He just wants those. And I'm like, and also like, don't challenge the validity of your own experiences by going in and touching something that, like, in your field, if you believe in it, will kill you. Yeah. Do not go, this is something bad based on the entire thing I built here, and I wouldn't suggest anyone do this because it'll kill you, and mm. then he does it for fucking views. Yep. I'm like, no, 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 no. Stop. There's really good, really good paranormal search content out there. There's really good stuff. Ghost hunters always, because ghost hunters, they'll search a whole place and they'll they'll get to the end of the show and be like, nothing, nothing. We found your uh, stuff rattling. There was one of their newer shows they were doing on Discovery Plus before they got the rights back for Ghost Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, the girl was like hallucinating things in her room twenty four seven her head was also right next to an old ass fucking broken ass outlet that was giving off electromagnetic frequencies to her brain all right so they went through the house and using their tech their equipment he started reading electromagnetic all over the house and then he started getting closer and closer to the to the sockets sockets should not do that anymore right and he gets close to them and they're going off the fucking you know hook yeah and he says you have to he and he said so we maybe there's ghosts you know, I'm not gonna discredit what you're saying, but I am gonna tell you to fix those fucking outlets first. Yeah.
1: Fix your shit, we'll come back if it's still yes. happening.
0: Um, I believe the girl stopped hallucinating. Good. Science, it's a big deal. Yeah. I can also tell you I've had a door slammed in my face. So there's a reason I watch these shows and I kinda believe in those things, and you do yeah. too, for your own reasons, you know. Right. But <clears throat> that being said, um, we've got so I've watched that, it was and Hawkeye. Hawkeye. The first three episodes of Hawkeye I watched, the fourth one is out. We haven't watched it. They are teasing the fuck out of us, dude. They are teasing the fuck out of us with some, I, man, if they drop in the characters they're talking about dropping in in this movie and in Spider-Man, I'm going to lose my fucking mind, dude. All right. Lose my fucking mind. Here's the deal. The very last episode is of Hawkeye is going to coincide with Spider-Man. And we're beginning to think it's for a reason. And let's just say there might be visitors from Netflix. That uh, makes sense. Yes. So we'll see. Because uh, I don't even want to, you know, it's hard to spoil because he's just not there. You know what I mean? They're, they're teasing it, but it actually hasn't happened yet. So we just got to wait and see. Hawkeye in general, though. Wonderful show. Yeah. It's funny as hell. Um, it's definitely, it's like a Christmas comedy. It's definitely like Die Hard times two. But like the banter between them, um, between Hawkeye and, oh gosh, what is her name? What is not Hawkeye, girl Hawkeye? The girl that um, Lucy, Haley, the actress's name is Haley, I think. Anyways, they do stuff, um, but their banter is fucking hilarious. And the fact that they added in, you know, the comedic aspect of um, Hawkeye's deaf now. What? Hawkeye is legitimately deaf. What? And because he has um, the hearing aid in his ear... Yeah. And people are like what's wrong with him? And they we're like well explosions after explode. They had a, like a little mini cut of him like going through all of <laughs> yeah, these explosions, all these, all these things adventures. blowing up
1: directly next to his head. Yes. He's just like uh
0: he's like damn it. So um, there, there is a, a an amazing episode where his hearing aid gets broken, and the, it, she'll she's going through his quiver, and and she'll be like pulling out. She's she'll be like, "Is this an acid arrow?" He'll be like, "That's an acid arrow. Be careful." <laughs> 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 um, an amazing car chase too. Um, so it's it's its own thing. I the thing I like about the pace of the Marvel shows is that they're like movies. Yeah, they're miniseries. They still tell their story without doing it in a twenty two episode season over six seasons. Right. So they get to the point quick, and it's really nice. Nice. Yeah. So, so far, very good. Good. The Hawkeye.
1: I'll have to check it out. But that's it. I'll have to check it out once I finish um, Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Yes, please do.
1: Because I already finished What If. I kind of am itching to go back into What If.
0: Don't go back to What If until you finish the others. I know. We got to do a Marvel catch-up for this year. That's going to be WandaVision. Yeah. It's going to be Falcon Winter Soldier. Yep. Loki. Yep. Hawkeye. Yep. Did I miss any? Other than the movie, Shang-Chi, The Eternals. What if? What if? I haven't watched what if. Okay, yeah, I'll yeah. watch what if. You watch Falcon Winter. <laughs> okay. Okay, watch what if. What if. Done. What games you play this last week?
1: I continue to play mobile games on my phone. Okay. Any so, new ones? Um, Anything of note? Just No, not really. It's the same. Same old, same old. I've started... I started back into phase 10, and it seems like they fixed the issue that caused me to rage quit and delete the app in the first place.
0: What was the issue with phase 10 on the phone? The mobile app?
1: It was really, really, really easy to misplay a card.
0: Oh yeah, you can't be doing that in Phase Ten. That, no. yeah, that would be rage inducing. Yeah, it was. It was just like, like about to put the, down a, a I was fucking like, run of ten, and you discard six on accident. Yeah,
1: fuck that. Then it was just like no, no, thank um, you. I, and when that happened, like the third time, I was like, fuck this, I am done. Deleted the app, or removed it entirely. I was just like fucking done with Phase Ten. But it got an update. I d- I didn't know it got an update. Yeah, I was just like, you know what? I'm kind of itching to play Phase Ten. I haven't played Phase Ten, and. What started it was that we were talking about card games at work, and I was like, nobody really plays card games anymore. And a couple of the people that I work with grew up in the same area. Er- well, attended college in the same area I did, so we have a lot of taste things in common. Like we played the same card games, we play the, or we play the same music. We have know the same references. Yeah, and so I was talking about euchre. And came up that uh, the one that's safe to play with kids is like Rummy, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which brought Phase 10 into play. And I was just like, you know what? I haven't played Rummy or Phase 10 in a while. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to play again and see if they fix it. They fixed it. Nice. So now it's fun. Now it's fun. It's a a good time. So I've been playing that and playing Magic the Gathering Arena.
0: You need to show Jake that on Friday. I want to see if he's playing it.
1: Arena? Yeah. Okay.
0: Maybe play it with you. Yeah, that'd Do be something.
1: Cool. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. Give it a shot. See what he thinks. So yeah, that's what I've been playing. What you've been playing?
0: Well, let's see. Um, not a whole lot, but kind of a lot. Not a whole. Eh, no, it's not a lot. Listen, I finally went back and I beat the the Elite Four on on Pokemon Diamond. I think I talked about it a little bit. Yep. I had to put in about 10 hours of grinding to cheese the end, which kind of sucked. I got access to the National decks and 300 m- more Pokemon, and I was like, yes! Caught a Growlithe, so I can trade it to Joe. Growlithe is the BFFFF Joe's favorite. And then I went uh, straight to Pokemon Shield. Nice. And <laughs> did not do anything about the National decks and Pokemon. I have so much Pokemon to catch up on. Yeah. Like a lot of Pokemon to catch up on. Oh, yeah. And I'm just going to start working my way backwards. Kevin really wanted me to play Sword and Shield. I asked him if he was getting Pearl and he was like, why, why would you get Diamond and Pearl when Shield is kind of just like the fucking best? And I see what he was talking about because Pokemon Shield, it's like, it's a, God, is it a breath of fresh air? Some people complain that it was still baby easy. And yes, it's still baby easy. It's baby's first RPG, as everyone says. You yeah. Know that's,
1: I mean? well, that's what Pokemon has always been.
0: It's a, what it's always been. You know what I mean? But yeah. that's not what it's, it's the, it's the nature of catching catching them all. Yeah. You know, um capturing and enslaving these uh, poor monster species of your world and making them fight each other for money because if you win you you get money. Yeah. And Pokemon Shield is a really good breath of fresh air because it's new art, it's all up front. It is very linear I'll say, despite the fact that it's kind of like it's not always third person until you get to what are called wild areas. So you'll have everything linear in your town, which will be, like, left and right, up and down. You go to the shops. You can change what you're wearing, mm-hmm. um, buy, you know, new kinds of items. Um, there's there's a new item of the shop. The nice thing is that Poka Centers actually have the shops combined now.
1: So you don't, okay. you don't have
0: to go to two places when you're trying to, like, oh, suit up good. all your shit. I really like that. Um, but um, it's very linear until you get to the wild area, which is what ends up blowing your f- – fucking mind. First of all, you can see the Pokemon in the tall grass, so if you don't want to fight it, you can dodge it. Nice. You can whistle for them if you want to fight, or you can creep through the grass to get away from them. Okay. In the wild area, this is what's going to break your fucking mind. You can move the camera and turn, oh, wow. go around yourself. That is when the cam camera... Still a little linear, but it is a big open area with a bunch of grass, you know. Um, you'll figure out that you've gone to the wrong place or challenged the wrong Pokemon when you find out it's level 32 and you're attacking it. Right. Which is also a welcome challenge, you know what yeah. I mean? Still not going to beat it with my level 9, even my entire roster of level 9 Pokemon, but, you know. No. Yeah. It makes me wonder if, you know, you get to higher levels and you do want a level 32 Pokemon if you can l- work it down. You know, work it down to low health and still capture it maybe on your last Pokemon. Be clever and nice. Next coolest part is the gym circuit. Gym circuit is now a televised stadium, just like Pokemon Stadium, uh, stadium tournament series. You literally get a jersey for this. You get to pick the number for your jersey. And when you go in, it's a tournament style, so you aren't going through these weird-ass gyms you're going and you're fighting on like televised battles. So you're also becoming like a televised athlete as you go along. Nice. Which is another thing with the scale that they do putting on switch, etc. Right. No. So I probably put about 5 hours into that and it was really fun and I really, you know, I like the the changes that it adds. I think I'm going to miss some of those changes when I start working my way back through the 3DS and then DS Pokemons. But okay, it depends. I don't know if I'll be so in love with playing the games when my Pokemon and waiting in my party stop gaining experience. Because that's a change they made with the newer ones. I'm not sure if you knew that. No. Your Pokemon and waiting now gain experience. Really? Not as much as if they fought. Right. But they do gain them in the background. So you do not have to grind with every single Pokemon. I believe they started it in oh, Soul SoulSilver, Gold. Okay. I believe. Don't quote me on that. Okay. It's still cool, though, right? Yeah, it's pretty so cool. So when you get to the Elite Four, your whole team's up there. Right. You're good to go. Nice. Which is, they balance for that, because like I said, Elite Four and fucking Shining Pearl and Brilliant Diamond are not easy. Right. Not easy in the slightest.
1: Yeah. yeah. I remember having to grind up for a Gyarados. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Just putting your Magikarp out?
1: Put the Magikarp right at the front so that it gets all the experience right from the jump.
0: I saw the funniest t-shirt today. Um, It was Jaws, except it was Magikarp, and it just said carp. Nice. Yeah. I almost bought it. It was really funny. That was pretty funny. You know when you hold something heavy and it just feels good, and you like to hold it, you continue to hold it? Yep. I do this at home with my lightsaber all the time. Yep. Um, But, like, this is, is, I'm getting that out of the wand right now. Nice. nice, It's got a nice. The
1: Lego-built wand.
0: This is my Voldemort impression. Yes. This is the crane, the crane style. This is, I have to move it around Hedwig so people can see the crane style. Anyways, it's always interesting watching wizards do what they do with their wands. I played Halo Infinite this morning. Yeah, how was it? When I got it fucking started, it was great. <laughs> how were you playing it? PC. Okay. Um. So the thing is, with Game Pass, you, sh- you technically should be able to play games. Halo Infinite, the campaign has had, and actually, no, just normal multiplayer. They they launched the multiplayer free-to-play um, mm-hmm. like a month ago, I want to say, a couple weeks ago, almost a month ago, maybe. And uh, it's fun as hell, but I fired it up on Steam. I would have to buy the campaign on Steam otherwise, but I do own Game Pass. I subscribe okay. to Game Pass. With 15 bucks a month, you get all the fucking games you want. It is a stellar deal. <laughs> when the games fucking work... I probably spent two hours this morning trying to get the game working. and It's been a bit an issue for everyone. Why would anyone launch a flagship game when it's not going to launch on all the PCs? Clearly, this is something that's like, oh, well, maybe they don't know. It's, it's been there are a plethora of reasons people can't get their game working. Right. Some people get easier solutions. Some people don't. The only reason I got a solution is because Adam texted me. I was like, how'd you get your campaign working? He's like, oh, I turned off the advanced visuals. The high-tech visuals. And I'm like, well, I already tried that, already uninstalled, reinstalled, did all the shit. And then he he texts me like half an hour later, and he's like, if you just like mash on play, it might start for you. I read someone just started clicking the fuck out of play because he was mad, and it started. I was like, okay. I start mashing the play button, and then it starts. 14 instances of the fucking game. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like slowly, I'm surprised my computer didn't break because this is a very CPU-intensive game. Right, I had to close them all, but when I tried it again, it started. Nice. So I got to play the first two missions of the campaign, and this is Halo at its best, I gotta yeah. say. You know, am I bummed I can't play it with my friends? Yeah. Is the story at least, you know, a lot more cinematic, narrative-wise aspect? Very much so. Okay. Um, So it's telling just a, a stellar story that's not capitalizing too much on the misgivings of Halo 5, but... From the get-go, it was something that really bummed me out is when I played Halo 5, I was like, there are way too many games with way too many cinematic moments for me to only have one of them in Halo 5. And that was, there were these monoliths called um, Guardians, and you could run down the side of them at one point while you're shooting down them. It was just a fantastic sequence and far too quickly. Um, you're literally in a crashing <laughs> ship on the first mission of oh, Halo damn. Infinite with a grappling hook. So you need to literally jump in and out of this gigantic ship um, while pieces and parts are falling out. It, it was fun. The shooting feels good. Pulling off headshots on grunts. The grunts saying the things they fucking say are hilarious. And the new enemy is the banished. Okay. And here's the thing. When you get away from the Covenant, the Covenant was highly religious in Halo games as as an enemy. They were very, very much, I mean, I think they were straight up basically the Catholic Church where they would send their you know legions out, but if you ever got to the top, they were like... You know, in their chairs, don't bother me, I'm a, you know, wearing my hat, I'm the Pope, I wouldn't do any fighting kind of thing, right? Right. Which was, um, which is what made it so fucking cool when the Arbiter, like, just straight up plasma swords, one of them through the fucking back. Um, and in the original Halos, they were convinced that firing off the Halos was the ultimate, basically, Jesus is coming <laughs> for the nice. universe. That's how they did that. In... Halo 4 there was sort of a new thing Halo 4 we weren't in love with the Forerunners as enemies um there was like the it was just a new robotic type enemy they were back in Halo 5 but in Halo 5 the point of the story and activating of the guardians which were giant forerunners um basically the way the story went and this is why I don't fucking remember a thing about the forerunners as an ancient race that started the universe is because the biggest part of that story was that Cortana the AI in your helmet she goes rogue and leaves Master Chief. Oh wow! Which is a big deal. No, After she deal. dies in Halo Four, she sacrifices herself so he can get away. Turns out she's not dead, but she has gone bonkers and she's convincing other sentient AI to help her um, rid the universe of all of its problems. Which crazy Cortana is convinced is any kind of life form.
1: I enjoy that her name is Cortana, and Cortana is the AI assistant on Windows. That's
0: fun. There's a reason for that. Absolutely. Yep. Now you know. (laughs) So that being said, they almost named the code name for the fucking new internet browser they were going to do, Edge, was (laughs) Spartan for a second.
1: Uh, Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. So that being said, um, Master Chief is literally experiencing... Um, You know, echoes of Cortana while well he's, you know, eventually finding—and this was something that was revealed at the end of Halo 5 after Cortana dipped and said, I'm going to find a way—was another Halo ring. Ooh. All the Halos were supposed to be destroyed at the end of Halo 3. Okay. So finding another one r- immediately raises the stakes. So— Imagine if you were watching the new Star Wars sequel trilogy, and instead of firing off on a Death Star off the fucking bat, they saved it for the very last movie, and you know that the stakes are raised. Okay. See how much better that could have been? Oh, yeah. If we did it like that? It made me think that while I was playing Halo. So... Um, as soon as I got into the open world section, um, this new game has a massive open world. I get into the new open world, fucking Christ did my frame rate drop. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> Very bad. Like I was probably getting sixty inside. And oh. then I get outside It's like twenty three frames per second. So oh, it's a highly noticeable, highly CPU intensive too. I I literally kept my my CPU processes open to see kind of like how it was going while I was recording, and it was like ninety percent on my CPU. Oh yeah. I have an older I seven, but an I seven, you know, shouldn't be tasked that hard. I'm gonna try switching over to the laptop to see if it plays a little better. Okay. Kinda go from there.
1: That's cool. Give it a shot when I, I go back things. Yeah. Um so I'll when s- I get my when I finally get my Series X I should pick it up.
0: Halo Infinite? Um I would say yes because it's it's a flagship, you know, um entry. I'm still happy with I heard the reviews about it were really good. Skill tree process. Um, When you find the bodies of dead Spartans, they'll have upgrades on them. Oh, okay. So it's also got a skill tree progress. So I had to choose between like a grapple shot upgrade or a shield upgrade. Ah. So it was, you know, interesting and and, and whatever. But it's got different different things about it and it's also open world again so it i gotta dig a little bit more into it the the section i played was linear but i'll talk about it a little bit more next week um, when i get the chance i'm recording the gameplay too neat so hopefully i'll get a chance to put it up if my computer can basically handle all the stuff
1: yeah that well if you're recording while you're playing and everything and Mm -hmm. the cpu is already taxed by the game yes then yeah
0: i moved some of my recording over to the laptop as well so my laptop is actually recording me and, the vo- and my voiceover, and then the game, r- the PC running the game is strictly the game. Okay. So I might flip flop when I do that. Okay. We'll see. But yeah, when you pick up your Series X, I mean, it's a no-brainer. no brainer. And it's going to look amazing. Right. So easy peasy. Nice. Yeah. Picked up a game because it's four player co op, and Joe and I had so much fun playing our killing floor game in co op that as soon as I saw this, I was like, Joe, we got to get this. It's called After the Fall. It is Left For Dead in VR. Okay. Do you ever play Left For Dead? No. Masses, masses and hordes of fucking enemies, basically. Okay. Um, it's a lot more of a battle of attrition, surviving the hordes as you go along. After the fall is kind of like that, but it's set in a kind of a nuclear winter. Okay. And the um they call the zombies snowies because they're um people who have given into this to the um cold, basically. And when you get cold and die, you become a zombie. Oh, okay. And that's the premise of that. Um and I
1: figured it was winter themed because mm-hmm. winter is after the fall. Thank you.
0: That really makes sense Thank though. You. That's not just a pun, that's just kind Thank of you. like, you know, I wonder if that actually uh, Yeah, I I could now, see the, I can see
1: the light turn on there when I said that. Now, you should tweet tweet them and
0: ask like is it after oh, the fall is winter anyways. Oh,
1: I'm sure it is. I'm I'm sure that was they were like oh this will be that easier. was that was purposeful
0: maybe either way the controls aren't our favorite no. i gotta be honest um and they kind of make you choose between like manual reloading and just like bump my chest reloading so you can drop your magazine and bump your chest and you've reloaded or you can grab a magazine bump it um bump the magazine in the gun and then pull the slide to rack it mm-hmm. but it really stops you from dual wielding at any time and i gotta be honest we needed to fucking dual wield <laughs>
1: yeah really well if if you're, if you're if you're in a battle of attrition and just trying to survive the hordes, yeah you need as many as much firepower
0: yeah. as you can get and unfortunately, we can't literally like cock a gun while we're holding one. I don't know well, I didn't try. might be worth trying maybe I should try it I would think it would be easier with both at once. they reward you for manual reloads though ah. So you get something called Harvest. Harvest is the points that you get to spend at the vending machines in between rounds at safe houses, another kind of left house, a left for dead thing. Okay. So you go to this arcade shooter machine and you get to choose like a pipe bomb or a health kit. Okay. And the more, if you do manual reloading, you get twice as much Harvest points. Okay. So there's incentive to making it harder on yourself. Okay. It's interesting, but you know, um, they definitely have some quirks to work out. The cool thing is that it's cross play. Okay. So Gage is gonna end up hopping on his MetaQuest two. That's the Oculus Quest. Okay. Um, and the um the MetaQuest two you can play, you can hook it up with basically any VR if you were on your PC playing via Steam. Okay. And that makes it really cool. Neat. You can play with friends anywhere. So uh we will eventually get basically a team of four. Nice to play it. So it's fun. It'll Good work deal one day. Neat. And then, what I played after that was The Matrix Awakens. Ooh. Have you heard of this? I have not. That's okay, because they, it literally was announced on Thursday night. The Matrix Awakens is, it was initially leaked, but um, announced at the Game Awards, uh, which we're clearly going to get into the fucking nitty gritty of, The Matrix Awakens is essentially an Unreal Engine 5 demo. Okay. Unreal Engine 5 is basically one of the most popular um, game development things in process right now. And I had to remind myself I was playing a video game. Nice. Trinity drives you around a metropolis <laughs> in, you know, um, Matrix Green, of course. You know, Right. While agents are trying to chase you down. Explosions, cars driving by, all of it. And everything looks different. That's the craziest part. There is not one car that looks the same. There's not one building that looks the same. Oh, wow. Not one highway, not one thing that ends up being. And every time you shoot and crash a car, the explosion itself is not also a repeated animation. Every time a car blows up for a different reason, it does something different and crashes into a different car that, again, I have not seen again. As opposed to where in video games, if it's easy, this car's just going to explode and stop running. You know what I mean? And then right. a car behind it would just come through it. The yeah. car's behind it. Stop. Or veer into the other car and go flipping and cause the other car to flip into another car that was in oncoming traffic. Oh, shit. This is the realest shit in a fucking video game. You oh, beat damn. You beat the demo after basically Keanu Reeves and, and Carrie Ann Moss kind of go through like, oh, this is what you, the Matrix is and what would you think if it was just as real as anything if you could just slap a new skin or a face on like something someone does we used to think it wasn't real but it is now and why don't you see how it is and then they get in a car and banter about like what is this and i was like well it's a big highway chase why well it's marketing okay they're joking and stuff like that and then neo keanu reeves he looks over here mass he's like I missed when we did, did this she's like me too <laughs> he gets out of the car flies away but um then they let you do a walking simulator through the city after they basically show you for example all of the shading all of the ai all of the and they give you a filter you can press on and off to see exactly what is and isn't rendered and how so when they have the pixels rendered when you're playing it via 4k looking at your stuff mm-hmm. you have it It doesn't get blurry. Wow! That's how many pixels there are. Oh wow! Yep.
1: Okay. The Matrix Awakens. I'd have to check this out.
0: Yeah. Well, I'll let you play it when you come over. Okay. Cool. You can fire it up on my PS5. Neat. I don't. It's probably on Xbox Series X. But it's it's clearly going to be a next gen thing. Right. So. Yeah.
1: Gotta get a get a Series X. There's there. It's just. It's seeming more and more impossible. At least until like. The market's flooded. Yes. So. One day. One day.
0: You'll catch the Twitter update and it'll do that. And Either
1: that or the market <laughs> will flood and all of a sudden they'll be mm-hmm. widely available.
0: Sometimes I'm on break when they show up. hmm But then I don't get them. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Oh, every time it shows up and then it's like, try it. Yeah. No, it never Or it's
0: works. an $800 bundle. Right. And you're like, no, nah, we're going to wait for that. And that's not yeah. worth. Yeah in the ass. Yeah.
1: It's a, I, I refuse to pay above MSRP. Yeah. It's just
0: fucking stupid. Oh, it is very stupid. So... Yeah. It's pe- people... Yeah, if you're a scalper, you're an asshole. I'm just going to say it. Pretty much, yeah. Stop, stop listening to the show. We don't want you here. Yeah. You're a dick. Go far the fuck away. So, uh, Matrix Awakens was not the only thing Me? at the Game no, Awards. No, 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 This is an age we live in where you get more stuff from the Game Awards More announcements, more exciting news from the fucking Game Awards than you do EA. Nice. It's insane. Yeah. I have a big old fucking list of things. There are things that, you know, like you'd be excited to see or like there's marketing things you would expect to see. But then there were so many surprises. Like Cuphead DLC. Yes. The delicious last course. Been waiting for that. I think they said it was coming out in 2019. Right. It's coming out 2022. June 2022. I'll believe it when I'm playing it because cup, the first Cuphead got delayed so much. And I'm down for them to take as much time as they need. Right. That game is not easy to make. No, know? it's not. But um, we have a long list of, of, of things here. But I still um, have to finish that game. Fuck.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost, almost King Dice.
0: And then you will give up for another like six months.
1: Probably, yeah.
0: Gage and I couldn't beat them together.
1: Uh, I'm... Well, I mean, it's cer- certain ones are just very, 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 very frustrating. But once you figure out the pattern, then it's pretty easy. Yeah. You just have to m- keep with the pattern. Yeah. The bitch is that it takes so fucking long to master the pattern.
0: That is the issue.
1: That is always the issue.
0: The damn pattern.
1: The fucking pattern.
0: The pattern. But anyways, we got that announcement. Among Us VR. Yeah, it's I'm, um, you know, sounds like fun for sure. You know what I mean? And getting into it's going to be fun. It was a funny little trailer Yeah, where you're doing the task. You turn around and Red's waiting for you there. Nice. And then you get murdered. Interested to see how it translates from what it is. I I do know that I at least like the simplicity of playing it on what we've got, you know. Yeah. On PC, phone, whatever.
1: Yeah. Playing Among Us. I mean, I got once you introduced me to it, I got into it pretty heavy. But then there were hackers that just kept ruining yeah. the game. Yeah. And it was just like, you know, it's not fun. I'm not going to go back to it. I'm not going to keep playing a game that's not
0: fun. No. They did fix a lot of that, though. Right. So that's all, That's the plus side. They have a new map and, you know, they're doing all these new things, new classes in it, stuff like that. Yeah. They have like a guardian angel now. So if you're the first person who dies, if you go to the person that's being murdered, you can shield them from being murdered.
1: Oh, wow. How does that
0: work, then? It's timed. So you follow the murderer around while you're a ghost, and then you can click the save button if you think they're about to murder that person. Okay. And you can, like, yeah. There's an engineer who's allowed to travel through vents, even if they're not the killer. Okay. And there's a medic who can pull up a screen and see if someone has died somewhere.
1: All right. This is in the current game? Yeah. Really? You're... (laughs) I may have to pick up Among Us again.
0: <laughs> you're literally looking at your phone like you're ready to go down. Let me, let it me right just uh, let's like check doing a let's, let's, <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Do I
1: still have Among Us on here? I, I think I still have <laughs> it on here. Where you at? Where you at yeah, Among you Us? I probably do. I you probably I, there do there it is. Boom. There it is. Boom.
0: There it goes. And it's updated. It's loading up
1: go. inner sloth. Do it. Uh do it. I don't give a fuck if you connect yeah. to all other devices on my network. Let's see. Yeah,
0: you're gonna start it and you're gonna play it. I'm not gonna play it. But you can't do this in VR. So that's kind of the thing. Is it like when you when you fire it up and hopefully they want you to put in a new name and I gotta put in a date of birth. Yeah, they want to make sure you're not a you know nine year old, even though I think it's kind of like the metric that you're trying for. That's kind of stupid because uh, why? Kind of. Kind of really stupid.
1: I don't know. Create an account for
0: Among Us using your Apple ID. Okay. Do this later
1: i will do this later
0: <laughs> but you get to link it to like whatever you did so like if you play on something else it's technically um cross safe is what we call that okay it's not cross play but it's cross- it is cross play too but it's cross safe because you can take your items somewhere else and they have a little like battle pass too now you can
1: keep items yeah holy shit yeah i remember being there being items
0: they literally just started it okay with a little battle pass. The more you play, the more points you get, and then you can uh, level it up and get more things that you know, like a dunce cap and okay. new outfits and Neat. stuff like that. So, yeah, no, they did a big okay. up- upgrade on that. We were playing that a little bit before, but what did you think of that Suicide Squad gameplay?
1: Uh, I can't wait to play that game. I, I can't either. I cannot wait to play that fucking game. Mm-hmm. Where you, uh, kill the Justice League. Kill the Justice League. <laughs> Which this one do you the- want to play, though? Ah, oh, see, that's what I was.
0: Which character did King Shark? You see, Captain you stole Boomerang. my fucking
1: question because I was going to ask you who would be your main.
0: I'm I'm gonna have a, such a hard time deciding.
1: I'm gonna play Harley Quinn. Are you? I'm. I think I will main Harley see, Quinn.
0: I think it's safe for for me that I would be stuck between Captain Boomerang and and King Shark. So.
1: Oh, I would definitely do a campaign with all of them, but uh, I yeah. think Harley would be my main. Yeah. Mainly because when I'm playing a game, especially if it's like a third person and I'm behind them, I really want to be staring at a girl's ass. Oh, that makes sense. Than the dudes. So.
0: Yeah. Sounds like she's voiced by Tara Strong, too. I think she is. Yep. Probably. Yeah. She is in WB multiverses. Yes. Which I told you about. We never talked about that on the last show, did we? I don't think we did WB multiverses. I mean, I told you, Arya Stark is a fucking playable character, and I sent yeah. you those pictures of all the, like the classic voice artists like voicing their fighters and stuff. Right. But WB multiverses, which is the new Smash Bros. for those of you who don't know. Right. Um. Which well, let's talk about it while we're here, because um, we have plenty of time left on the show. The Me? WB multiverses. I showed you Matthew Lillard is voicing Shaggy. Mm-hmm. The cool thing is, like, they also have multiple outfits. So, like, Shaggy has like a straight up Bruce Lee outfit. Where he's shirtless with the aviator nice. sunglasses. It looks absolutely stellar. Cool. Arya Stark came as a complete surprise to me, though. Yeah. I If you ask me what property, even in this day and age where we get Sora in Kingdom Hearts, and mm-hmm. you ask me, like, which character I would expect to see in um, WB. Oh, sorry. I'm going to move Hedwig up a little bit just in case no one can see her. There we go. There we go. Um, and if you ask me, like, what property I would expect in this, like, clearly kids-oriented game, The last property I would pick is Game of Thrones. Yeah. Due to the nudity, violence, and gore. Right. And content in it. Someone gets raped in Game of Thrones. And now a character from Game of Thrones is about to throw down with shaggy. Yeah. And Tom and Jerry and Bugs. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean. It's
1: interesting. I think HBO got all the rights, didn't they?
0: Yes, they did.
1: Yeah, because when they got DC, they got all the WB. They got all of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's just so cool, clever, yeah, awesome. I think. So, um, what was probably the most interesting thing about their announcement trailer is that they said first of all, it's they want it to go competitive. They definitely want it there to be a crowd, mm-hmm. but it's going to be team oriented because every character is going to be some kind of class, okay. and depending on how you mix and match, you will work as a team. There is single player, but you can work as a team, so you each get special upgrades. So, if you're Bugs Bunny, you can create a teleport hole. Through the ground. And if you're playing Arya Stark, you can use it. Oh. Kind of thing. Okay. Clever. The next thing, which was shots fucking fired, was the basically this creative lead saying there will be dedicated servers so that online competition can be taken seriously. Oh. Which is a direct fucking dig at Super Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. Because Nintendo does not have (laughs) dedicated servers at all, period. Yeah. So. It's silly. It's stupid. I don't know. I don't know why they, you know.
1: I don't think they ever considered getting into the online multiplayer realm. Yeah. Ever. They never cared. No, they were like, you know what, you guys, you guys can sit there and battle over who's got the better online multiplayer platform. You know, they just kind of left the battle between PlayStation and Xbox. And they were like, we're going to keep making fun games and just. You know, yeah, we're,
0: we're going to have 90 characters you can play if your friends come over, maybe. Right. But, you know, there are organizations now that people can find each other to play. Right. So it's not the hardest thing. Find each other and know that they have a good internet connection. You just right. can't go randomly matchmaking. It is a nightmare. Okay. So.
1: I, I think playing with you mm-hmm. is the most Smash Bros. experience I have. I mean, hey, you won one. One was a big deal.
0: What? That was a big deal. I think you were Jigglypuff. I was Jigglypuff. Yeah. And you were literally just like trying to survive. And then we ended up eliminating each other at the same time, me and another guy. Yep. Me and Brian or Ellie and boom.
1: Yep. All are. I did was dodge. All I did was dodge you all and then let you die. And I was just like, yes, <laughs> this is
0: my strategy. It worked out. It worked out. Um, there's a Wonder Woman game coming there is it, there. We didn't get to see like basically any of it. It was a, it was a small announcement, just like the Wolverine game right. announcement. Um, all I've heard about it is that it will have the nemesis system, much like the shadow of Mordor games. Okay. How far did you get into those?
1: I, I beat one.
0: Oh, so you know about the nemesis system, how you would you know, beat a captain, they would come back to fuck with you later, or they would beat you, and it's like, damn, motherfucker, I hate you. Yeah, if
1: yeah. one kills you, then they remember killing you, and they're like, yeah. oh, you're back for more, bitch? Let me fuck yeah. you up some more.
0: Yeah, that's good shit.
1: The only issue I had with that was that by the time that I got like my skill tree up to a point, I was impossible to defeat. True. Yeah, it was just like at, there's a certain point where you just become OP.
0: Did you play Shadow of War, the second one? That
1: may be the one I played. I
0: think they make it much harder. The second one, Shadow of War. Was there was Sheila in the story at all?
1: I don't remember. It was a while ago that I played. Yeah,
0: it might be the first one. I don't know, but the second one's been out for a minute. I need to play the second one. I haven't played it yet. And Joe, the BFF of Joe, just claims it is the absolute best. He's pulling out. He's going to go get the copy. We're going to figure out right now which shadow of what door. More what door he did he play and do. Which is it? Let's see what the fuck I did. Let's see which one you did. Is it which this uh, shadow of okay, is it PS4? Where?
1: Is it? Assassin's, Creed. It's Assassin's it's Creed, Assassin's Creed, another Assassin's Creed, There's three Assassin's Creeds, Heavenly Sword, Dragon Age,
0: and that was a Dragon Age, very nice, very nice, very nice. Uh, Kingdom <laughs> Hearts, Hearts, one point five remix, Child 5. of Eden, Child Fold of Eden, 4. that's an interesting one. Okay, Bioshock Infinite, Bioshock well, Infinite, why don't you just leave that out? Maybe you should play that one. Um, it's for PS3. <laughs> oh, PS3, nah. No Duck Tales remastered. Oh, perfect. LBP. LBP. What is LBP? Oh, Little Big Planet.
1: Yep. Okay. Uh, Final Fantasy X and X2 HD
0: Remaster HD Uh, Remaster Kingdom Hearts 2.8 2.8 It was okay
1: Uh, Wii Sports Resort Uh, We're into the Wii games We're
0: into the Wii games games? What's going on here We gotta figure out which one you played What if it's sitting in your PS4 right now
1: I will shit myself
0: Well you've been playing Horizon Zero Dawn anyway
1: I have So I don't think that's what it is Yeah there's the Zeldas, Super Mario Maker, okay, Batman, Batman. There's the
0: Batman's for you doing uh, the Batmans, Bayonetta, Bayonetta's Call of Duty. Call of Duty. You Nintendo own DVD a
1: Call 2? of Duty? It came with
0: the Xbox. Okay, that makes more sense. Uh oh, yeah, what the true. fuck were you? <laughs>
1: Spider Man, Dark Souls. Okay, here we go. Bioshock, the collection
0: on PS4. Uh uh Uh, Final Fantasy Fantasy XII, Diablo. He's getting deep in some PS4s here. Some okay, deep and some where, It's it's where not we, even in there at all. It's not even in Can't there. Did we just go through what this whole fuck? thing? It's not even there. We went through the whole damn thing. What what we'll figure it out later. We'll figure no, it out. I'm gonna addendum. go through the stack. I'm now. gonna. Does, oh God. Don't <laughs> pull we'll out, do out the do no, stack. Don't pull out the stack. We're still making a podcast. Oh, I pulled out the box. I can pull out the stack. Oh, well, shit. then get the fucking stack. If you're going to get the stack, just we gotta, we're gotta. we going to put this to rest. All best. right, let's see. Oh, right. what is this stack? Here's this? my Morty Adventure card. This is okay, and that's nice, but like, we're not going to go through your business cards right no, now. No, we're not. These we're not going to go cards. through any of this shit. What these, is this? Oh,
1: these are the uh, Into the Spider-Verse oh collector God. cards.
0: Shit, how did we not talk about that? <laughs> the Across the Spider-Verse trailer. Uh, did you see that? No, I did not. You didn't see the Across the Spider-Verse trailer? No, I did not. Hmm, let's just say it's going to be good. Is it? Yeah. Well, to be specific, Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. Ooh. And that's the way they're doing it, which I'm fine with. Because instead of, like, calling it three, they can kind of have a bigger story that they want to tell in two parts because the Spider-Verse is so big. Hell yeah. Yeah. If we know that the second one is Part 1, then that, you know, the cliffhanger will be all that more important or crazy or whatever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So they part yeah. part two, it, and the animation style is... When they go through the Spider-Verse, the animation style is going to change nice. as they go through. So nice. it's going to be quite, quite exciting.
1: I'm very, 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 very excited for an Into the Spider-Verse sequel. Me too.
0: Me too. So excited. Maybe didn't, didn't realize how much I missed it until we were watching the trailer. I was like, damn, oh. this looks stellar. That's <laughs>
1: another one that's in... I have a series of movies that are in my work playlist... Because there are movies I can have playing while I work. Yeah. And Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse is one of those because of the soundtrack and the dialogue yeah, and the, the dialogue, music and yeah. everything about you it. You hear something
0: funny, you go, huh, and then you get back to work. Yeah. Yep. I know what that's like. I know what that's like. Yep. So, uh, Star Trek Resurgence and the expanse the video game, the expanse is straight up coming from Telltale Games, which is exciting because Telltale Games shuddered. And was eventually bought by Skybound Publishing. Okay. Um, And that's how they ended up finishing The Last Walking Dead. After it literally got canceled in the middle of it being published. Have you watched The Expanse?
1: I started it. I
0: started it too. And I didn't get very far. I got like
1: one episode in and the wife was like, I'm just not interested. And I was like, well, I fucking am. We got to watch this.
0: I need to get back into it, but especially since the last season just premiered. Yeah. The whole last season's on Amazon, I think. I'm going to
1: write that down.
0: But it's cool because the it's cool that Telltale Games is making games again at all, and I hope it goes really well, you know? Yeah. Um and with Star Trek Resurgence, this is also made by previous Telltale devs. It looks like the gameplay is going to be a lot more gameplay. It's going to be a lot less of decision making, which is the normal fare for a Telltale's game. You walk right. around a little bit, talk to people, maybe discover a couple extra things before you go into Make some really hard fucking decisions. Right. And get your heart broken by character deaths with people that you were getting along with and things like that. There's a reason they pick, you know, uh, uh, IPs like The Walking Dead and Game of Thrones to make these about, you know. Right. Even Batman is just nutty in the decisions they make you fucking make. Yeah. So um, that's always the clever, fun thing about those games. So honestly, I could get into Star Trek Resurgence. Based on the fact that it is developed by Telltale and it'll be a fun story to experience no matter what medium or style of what flavor of science fiction it is.
1: Right. I, I struggle with those types of games. I struggle with Telltale games. Yeah. Well, because they. I don't know if they still had them as you were growing up, but there were these choose your own adventure books. Yeah where yeah. you were reading through the story and then you got to a point where you could make a choice and it was like, if you make this choice, you turn to page 58. You make this choice, you turn to page 72, whatever.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Whenever I was reading those books, if I got to a page where I didn't like either choice, I just stopped reading. Oh. I just gave up. I was like, fuck this. I, don't, I would not make either of those decisions.
0: You have the option to be silent in the Telltale games. If you don't like either of them, you can choose to be silent. And the game keeps going. And they'll be like, oh, you're going to be quiet, huh? I see. Really? Really. Silence is an option in these games. But if the option that I like isn't there,
1: that's what's going to upset me.
0: I mean, I suppose.
1: That that, That might be the one where I'm just like, I don't like any of the options, and I don't want to do nothing. I so still, I
0: it. still think you really should play the Game of Thrones one, because that one was intense. Okay. Really intense, really surprising, really so very Game of Thrones. Okay. Things happen. You just again with it, they nail the unexpected character death Neat. in the Game of Thrones game. They really, really do. So, okay. Um, that's why honestly, like, I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, but I'll probably play Resurgence if it gets good reviews.
1: I am a huge Star Trek fan, and I don't think I've ever played a Star Trek video game. No? No.
0: Oh, well, that's okay. You don't have to. I
1: don't know that it was ever a... Because it didn't seem like it would be exciting to me, maybe. I don't know.
0: Right? Hmm. They um, showed off a little bit more of Sonic Frontiers. Sonic Frontiers is going to be an open-world Sonic game. Well, okay. Which I didn't realize I needed until I saw the big open areas that I'm going to be able to fucking just scream through. Nice. As Sonic, like, oh my gosh, imagine going nuts in a big open world. When you see a vast, like, veranda, and then you get to go fucking fast. You know what I mean? Yes. I'll take it. I think there's a game called Running Simulator that's something like that where you just get to run down hills and stuff like that. It looks totally just, like, relaxing. Nice. And, and fun, for that matter. So nice. makes me wonder if, if Sonic Frontiers will be the same thing. I haven't played a lot of, like, I haven't really played any of the new Sonic games.
1: I'm, I only play the old ones. I didn't even realize there was a new Sonic game. I thought there was just, like, Sonic, Sonic 2, and Sonic 3. Or Sonic versus Knuckles.
0: Nope, nope. There's a Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic Generation, Sonic Unleashed.
1: Yep. No idea.
0: Sonic, Sonic Mania, though, might be worth giving a shot yeah sonic mania is a new update version of it and i don't know if i've ever talked about it on the show i didn't meet it because i kind of got stuck and i could not figure out how to get out of the loop i was in but and i want to start it over again just because it was fun but sonic mania has a section um where it's just like another techno oriented level casino level whatever but the boss is dr Robotnik's mean bean machine okay And it's all made fresh new. The music is new. So there's a lot of gameplay aspects of it that are current, but it's an old Sonic game. Okay. It's a 2D Sonic game, and it's really cool for that reason. I need to go back. I want to beat that game. That is so fun, dude. That was really cool.
1: I always enjoyed the Sonic games. I just didn't continue with them once uh, Sega was done.
0: Yeah. Which makes sense. Yeah. And Sega was started just making third party games for PS3, PS4. They weren't always the best. That's the thing. So right. Sonic Adventure, I never really got into Sonic Adventure because I never had a, a Dreamcast. I was a Nintendo sixty four boy at that right. point. So
1: And the Dreamcast didn't last very long because they never put in the fucking patch.
0: No, they did not. There's a did lot of you, things you, wrong with fucking Sega. Okay, Sega <laughs> consoles. Let's not get into that. You hand.
1: knew that you knew that about the Dreamcast, right? Yes. That you could just burn the game and you could rent the game, burn it to a disc, and oh. play the disc. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Damn. You could So you could go rent oh a Dreamcast disc, put it in your computer, rip it, burn it to a fresh disc, and that fresh disc would be the game. I and it would it was, play on the Dreamcast, no issue.
0: I thought it was because they launched Sega Saturn with no games, period.
1: Oh, that hurt. That definitely hurt. But when Dreamcast hit.
0: Yeah. And people could just literally pirate games. Oh, yeah. On their computer. Holy shit. Imagine yeah. the piracy going on there.
1: Yeah. And they didn't oh, realize God. until it was way too fucking late. And so they were just like, oh, fuck. Well, you know what? That's why our games aren't selling is because everybody's just renting them and then burning a copy.
0: Christ. That's bad. That's not good. That's really bad. I I didn't realize you were able to do that. No wonder. Oh man, those were the days. Yeah. But Sega, the brand, Sega is so popular in Japan that they actually have special edition Sega branded Xbox Ones, Series X's, and stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, and in fairness, the Dreamcast was ahead of its time. It was an amazing system. Yeah. Playing the games on it was fucking great. The, the uh, controller, was really really comfy and really intuitive, and yeah, yeah, it was it was just a all around, great system. Yeah, and it should have it should have had a longer life than it did, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but they just
0: couldn't make money on they, it, and they didn't make good business decisions. For, they did not. That's kind of how these things, unfortunately, work. So, yep. Um, you know, you kind of have to be Microsoft to have a console stay alive, despite the fact that you're not supporting it well.
1: Right. Pretty much.
2: Leaning
0: around Hedwig to look at the camera here, Ooh. looking at you, Microsoft. Anyways um hmm. so we've gotten through most of the games we malaria and give us a good game system yeah, yeah bill gates <laughs> jesus christ give us games to play on our system <laughs> the most powerful game knock it off system. with the fucking th-
1: philanthropy and just give us some give good us some games. games
0: jeez you know like no one listened to you when you predicted covid was <laughs> gonna fucking destroy the system bill gates <laughs> okay just t- go to the game studios and tell them to make their games faster and well, uh, and I mean, uh, maybe not faster, but like, listen, yeah, and produce
1: the mass produce the systems to the point where the market's flooded, so I don't have to worry about fucking scalpers. Maybe give that a shot, bastards.
0: I touched my head with the wand, the Lego <laughs> wand, and for a second I thought I was gonna like bring out like a memory.
1: <laughs> you were gonna get all pensive with it?
0: I was gonna get very pensive. Yeah, but anyways, issues yeah. with the Xbox are in the past since they, uh, nice. It's, it's, thank you. Since they did, uh, um, you know, buy all those first-party studios like uh, the Bethesda, and that's a big deal. So, yeah. um, there was a trailer, and this is a big thing for me that I'm so fucking excited to talk talk about. I'm excited to be living in a in a world where this exists. We got a trailer for a movie called Sonic Two. Sonic, two. a trailer which had. Jim Carrey as a full-on Robotnik fucking Robotnik.
1: Full-on Robotnik. Got the
0: big stash. The Papa's got a brand stash. new stash. Bald goggles. Yes. We get him next to a master emerald yeah. going nuts. Tails showing up with a fucking plane to fly Sonic on. And oh. then at the end, Knuckles, He says, I don't need your power. Then yeah. <laughs> kicking Sonic's ass. Whooping him. Oh my God! This is a big deal.
1: Now I'm kind of regretting not picking up that movie on Black Friday.
0: Sonic the movie? Yeah, the Blu-ray yes. Ray was oh, like so good. the
1: Blu-ray is like six bucks on Black Friday. Oh really? And I didn't pick it up.
0: Uh, it's probably streaming somewhere. I'm sure you can find it on HBO or something.
1: Oh, I'm sure. I just haven't looked for it.
0: But listen to me. Yes. I ju- I'm so fucking happy. Like the nine-year-old me is so happy to be seeing this. Yeah. And to know what's a good game and to know that they're, you know, they got through the issues with Sonic's initial design, in which being that he looked fucking horrible, terrifying. Yes. They redesigned him, delayed the movie and made a stellar first Sonic movie. Yes. They really did. Yeah. And now that they laid the groundwork. And this is what the director said. They laid the groundwork in the first movie. So we have a reason for Robotnik to be as nutty as he is and look as stupid as he does. Yeah. We have a reason for for, you know, Knuckles to show up because they laid the groundwork in the first Sonic movie when the ninjas, Knuckles, attacked Sonic's adopted mom Mm -hmm. before he came to our universe, you know. Yeah. And. You know, or our world at least through the portal whatever reality dimension and they laid this amazing groundwork for there to be a fight over emeralds yes this is gigantic the fact that we've gotten to this point where a video game movie can adapt it's actual ideas and not seem silly or just far fetched it's kind of the things that suck because like Warcraft didn't get a sequel it was critically panned for being like a bad movie it wasn't a bad movie. It wasn't a bad movie. I I know very, very little of Warcraft, and I enjoyed the shit out of that movie. And they set it up to be expounded upon mm-hmm. in the second and third games, where in the third story, the main character, the hero character, is an orc. That was the orphan that's floated down the river mm-hmm. in, the, in the end of the first Warcraft movie. And they laid really, really, really good uh, Warcraft—like, really good um, story, plots, threads. Mm -hmm. In Warcraft 2, when um, the troll or lady um, has to kill the king at the end because the king says, kill me, in Warcraft 2, that's just a straight-up betrayal. They're like, oh, she betrayed us, and she's a bitch. They Mm. laid groundwork in Warcraft for there to be an intricate story that could go into more movies. Yeah. But because it was critically panned, we didn't get those movies. We didn't get to see how it would unfold. We see that with a lot of movies. Yeah. With Cowboy Bebop recently canceled. We're not going to get to see. Yeah, I just heard that. Yeah. We're not going to get to see. I don't even want to talk about it on here. All right. I've already kind of, you know, but, you know, it's again, it's kind of, listen, and I'm not going to defend Cowboy Bebop right now, okay? <laughs> they fucked, okay. they fucked, th- th- their outward ideas, their, their expansion ideas in Cowboy Bebop, not good ideas. There's a guy eating testicles, a villain that eats testicles, and he was not even enjoyable. They fucked up. They fucked up Cowboy Bebop. I'm, I'm sad, but I am not surprised it got canceled. Okay. So the first Sonic movie didn't fuck up so hard (laughs) that we couldn't get a sequel. Right. And we're living that reality. This is why we really need good first attempts. This is why we need good people making good movies to be able to insert and go, look, this is why we're going to do this and put this here and do this there. Right. You know, And lay a good foundation. I've known this for years. Years and years and years. Because... My own treatment of, like, a Star Fox script, it's one of the first things I wrote. I was like, I have to pick out something I like that I would like to expand upon, if I can make any movie, and I always thought, you know, like, Star Fox would make a great movie. And then my first thought is, Emperor Andros, the bad guy, is a giant head that floats in space. And when you blow his head off, his brain and eyes and teeth are floating in its place. (laughs) While you're floating in space trying to shoot the giant space brain eyes and... uh, How do you make that into a movie? How does that make sense? Right? It's silly. It's dumb. But I did it.
1: I mean, technically, Kurt Russell was that in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2.
0: Yeah, you're not wrong. And there's ideas like that. If I had to write Star Fox, the movie, I would dig into the deeper lore. You have Star Fox. You have Star Fox Adventures, which is technically kind of the second entry. And then you've got Star Fox um, Assault, which came out on GameCube. Okay. Star Fox Assault had an enemy called the Aperoids. They were bug-like robots, essentially. Okay. Now, what if there was a nanite-sized Aperoid? And the technology that Andross was playing with before he was banned from Corneria for playing with weapons of mass destruction, they said, that's not us, he said, fuck you, I'm out, before he left for 20 years and came back to invade. Mm Mm-hmm. And he leaves, and we're searching for him, searching for him. We can't find him. It's because he was literally eaten alive by these Aperoid nanites, and the only thing that remains of him is his brain. At the center of a giant spaceship base where you can only reach it, Death Star Trench style. All right. Did I just fix the fucking gigantic floating mm. face problem? Meanwhile, the gigantic shape of fucking Andros mm. with nanite hands is like bashing at the ship, trying to fucking kill them while they're floating around. Nice. I fixed the problem, right? Sure! And I laid the groundwork for Aperoids in a third movie. Yep. It's easy. It's there. Yep. It's a thing, right? It it's, it's not hard. I knew this at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. This is why it's so important that groundwork gets laid the correct way the first time right. because if you do not pull it off you will not get to do it again
1: yep yes and it's very very upsetting when people don't understand the groundwork that is being laid
0: it is so even though it's a little silly that you know it's sonic the hedgehog the movie is like sonic comes to earth and he has a human best friend kind of thing it's you know the story it's, it can't carry itself you know mm-hmm. maybe it could in a third movie now that was entirely CG. Now that we could have an entire cast of characters, that kind of lines up, and maybe Robotnik is fucking around in the all CGI world for all we know. You know what I mean? But the characters are becoming strong enough that we yep. could have something like that, and it would be really cool.
1: Yeah, I would be on board with that. I think a lot of the uh, a lot of the ways to fix the fuck ups on those. Get them on board for three movies at once. Just kinda like they did (laughs) Lord of the Rings style, you know, just be like, Oh yeah. You know what? Here's this property. You gotta sign up for three movies right now. We're gonna make all three. We're gonna make all three right now.
0: There's the new Resident Evil movie that came out that like I heard was and I don't know how it did in the box office, probably not the best, but I heard it was just not good of a movie, but it was a great Resident Evil adaptation. Where they got way more into the movie from the Resident Evil games. Than there were in the movies. Perfect. I'm on board. I need to go see it. Okay. I want it to succeed for one fucking reason.
1: Because you want more Resident Evil movies?
0: (laughs) I want more, I want more Resident Evil movies adapted from the existing games, which means a movie based on Resident Evil 4. Okay. People bitched that the casting of the of Leon in the the movie, Mm -hmm. he's Hispanic. Like, that's not Leon from the games. I'm like, well, let's start with this. Leon, I'm pretty sure is a Hispanic name to begin with. Shut the fuck up. Um, Two, God forbid anyone not be white. Shut the fuck up. Three, a Hispanic Leon would be the first choice to go rescue the president's daughter in a European country where they speak Latin. They're being smart about it. They're laying groundwork. People just want to bitch. And I'm like, y'all are bitching, but you're literally telling the studios and the execs who might come and read these fucking comments Mm -hmm. that we don't want a Resident Evil 4 movie. Fuck you. You guys need to shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up.
1: I mean, I'd be okay without a Resident Evil 4 movie.
0: Yeah, but you're not going to go <laughs> shit on it on the internet. No, I'm not. You're not gonna bitching shit on about it. Leon not no. being white. No,
1: no, no. There's no, no not argument for it. No. It
0: doesn't look like they do in the movies. You're mad that they're not white. Shut up. It's stupid. It's the no. dumbest. Makes me mad. Well,
1: that's that's kind of the issue with a lot of these these types of movies adapted from video games is that the majority of people see themselves. Yes. In that In that main character slot, they see themselves. Mm -hmm. So all the white guys are going to bitch about the character not being white. Yeah. But if they cast a white guy, then all of the Hispanic fans will be bitching about it not being Hispanic.
0: Well, not being diverse. Anyone of any orientation. Right. Outside of, you know, skin orientation. Yeah. Outside of white. It's like, y'all movies are pretending like there's no black people in the fucking world. Yeah. So, you know, that's where it gets off on that. But that's kind of a. You know, we don't. That's a politics stuff. Yeah, that's a different. You know, different we're just thing. getting into that. You know, and we had another. You know, another preview for Tiny Tina's. Yes, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. That's going to be phenomenal. Clearly, yes, super exciting. I still want to go
1: back and play more bunkers and badasses.
0: That would be. You know, I almost want to. They actually re-released it as a like ten dollar standalone that you can just buy. Nice that DLC just to get people prepped for Tiny Tina. It's smart of them because people probably see that and. And then their friends go, man, that DLC was great. And they go, the DLC and the – they're like, yeah, at the very end after you've beaten the 40-hour game and the, you know, 20-hour each DLCs and, you know, yeah. making people like – that's not my first stop. It wouldn't be my first stop. So they made it a standalone thing, which is smart. So, you know, Tiny Tina's just looks great. I, I can't wait to find out more about the classes, but, you know, it's going to be one of those wacky, zany Borderlands games. I'm here for it.
1: If anybody had any doubts about picking up Borderlands 2 and playing it again for the Bunkers and Badasses DLC, Torg lets you win a shotgun that fires exploding swords.
0: Yes. Mr. Torg.
1: It is quite possibly the greatest thing ever in a video game that I have experienced, and I'm not even a first-person shooters guy. I saw that, and I... you know, first off, I played Borderlands 2 and it was fucking amazing. I loved it and mm-hmm. once I got past my motion sickness shit. But once I got really into it and then started playing Bunkers and Badasses, it was amazing. I was like, I don't want to play anything else anymore. This, is, this yeah. is great.
0: You should play it backwards compatible on, on one of the new consoles when you get one. Just yeah. because, like, that's the nice thing about the new consoles is that they take these older games, chew them up, spit them out. Your Borderlands yeah. will load like that. Be some fun, fun shit. Yep, that's Fine. why I'm wanting to pick up these next-gen consoles. Get on Sorry, your shit. I'm not trying shit, to rub it in your face. Sony. I'm just excited for you. One of these days, you're, Sony, gonna fucking, you're going to Sony, Microsoft, get, get on your, your shit. shit. And they're so going to keep gonna releasing them shit. through Christmas. So hopefully, you get your fucking Xbox. Okay. Yeah, here's hoping. Fuck. Here's the hoping. Um, here's the elephant in the room. Unless you've been living mm-hmm. under a rock, you might have heard about a game called Star Wars Eclipse, announced at. The Video Game Awards. Rich, tell me what that trailer was like.
1: Oh, it looked way better than episode
0: one. It looked (laughs) way
1: better than the prequels entirely. Well, that's not hard to do. It's been 20
0: years of technology.
1: Right. But it it looks just fucking epic. It does. It it looks amazing.
0: It really does.
1: It looks like there's going to be some crazy shit. It looks like they are finally doing like good stories yeah uh looks like they're they're going along with the star wars success model in that it doesn't involve a fucking skywalker <laughs> it's true so yeah i'm on board what are you doing with? Her, i'm playing, with the, wing playing with the wings. you're playing i'm making them a little uneven sorry yeah, that's fine to keep talking that's fine she's got good wings anyway. but
0: there was so it's set in the period of the high republic right which, I mean, I was waiting till, till a Star Wars catch-up, probably you know more around Book of Boba Fett, but since The High Republic is now relevant, I can say I've read the first High Republic book.
1: Nice. I have not read any of the Star Wars books.
0: That's okay. So, they're not canon anymore anyway, so it doesn't matter. The High Republic books, though, are like fucking, mm. Mm. they're not shabby at all. I like them a lot, and it had a pretty serious cliffhanger that makes me wonder if it led into those new villains we saw. The drummers that are clearly, you know what I mean? Yeah. So. Those were the villains? Those. Are that's my villains? best guess, guy emerging from Black Goop? I mean, there's no way to know in Star Wars, but I mean, I can't imagine that he's got... I mean, red lightsabers means bad Jedi, right? Oh, that's true. Black Goop guy doesn't have a nose. He's basically fucking Star Wars Voldemort. Yep. So, like... I'm, I'm guessing he's a fucking anyway. So we get all these like close-up characters. These characters turning around and looking at you, showing you what their world is going to look like. I mean, there was a, a Nemoidian um, there. He's you know also a noseless alien, but mm-hmm. the basically one of the lead guys from the Trade Federation. Yeah. Um. I, it seems like the the leaders of the Trade Federation, or at least one of the more prominent ones, were always Nemoidian. Okay. Because of Newt Gunray and Rune Hacko in episode one. Okay. And then eventually, you know, getting brutally slaughtered by anakin in episode three but um we got a little shot of of yoda chilling out looking out the window um yoda in the high republic is a little moodier um in the comics they were able to write a younger more like brash yoda he's got a little bit of an attitude by the books you're reading he's teaching younglings Right. So I don't know if he's still kind of a young gun at that point, but I know at least like in the comics, he's got a little bit of attitude. I read about it, but I haven't read the comics because I don't want to buy each in issue individually. I want to wait until it's like in a compendium. Right. So don't quote me on that. But the bad guys in the Old Republic as well are called the Nihil. Um, they are basically Reapers from Firefly. Okay. Where they're all different, but they wear masks. Which I realize saying out loud now is totally a Star Wars villain thing. But they do – I don't know if – maybe some of them wear masks. I don't know. Actually, I think they all wear masks because they like to use a special gas. Ah, okay. Their fleets are called Storms, and their leaders are called um, um, Tempests, something like that. They go through a hierarchy of basically things. And it really came together in the book that I'm going to spoil for you because if you haven't read it by now, you either aren't planning on it or you're like, you know, don't care. So I'm just going to tell you what this thing is, you know, right now. But essentially they're um, very Viking-like where they're like, you earn what you keep, you know what right. I mean? Um, and if you fail me, I'm going to launch you into space. Eat my dick. Nice. Which is cool as a villain, the Hill, Yeah. But probably one of the crazier, uh, basically – points of the end story is when one of the fleets totally messes up holding um basically blackmailing a, a nation and then they are basically slim to none against two three gigantic fleets one a small Nihil, hill and the leader of the night hill comes in on the overcoms and he says i've been working on a special project for you guys you are the night hill you are the storm and so, so you will now harness the power of the lightning and he yes. activates using a secret weapon. Cause I'm not going to spoil every aspect of the hyper It sounds like, like you're going to spoil every aspect of the hyper Almost. At least the first book, there are more books to this and they totally open a can of worms at the end of this book that I'm not even going to talk about. Cause I don't know what it is. It's in the next book. Right. But he has someone who is very good at working on hyperspace. And mm-hmm. so these fighters start zipping in and out of hyperspace in bursts hmm. so they cannot be fucking hit and what was initially a like your ass's grass fight mm-hmm. this small fleet is about to take on two literal fucking armadas because they can't be fucking touched they're hyperspacing everywhere erratically Ooh. it's clever it's cool yeah. High Republic's got ideas, but the nihil looked nothing like the villains in Eclipse. Hmm. The villain-looking types, at least. But we saw the Trade Federation ships. We saw the Jedi of old with, you know, special lightsabers. Now, something that's really important to talk about, though, is that the developer is Quantic Dream. Hmm. Quantic Dream makes games like Heavy Rain. Okay. Beyond Two Souls. These are basically fancier Telltale games, okay. essentially, um, made with lots more money, which means this might be kind of a walking-talking simulator. Okay. Make decisions that, you know, are a big deal. Because, like, if you play Heavy Rain the wrong way, you're playing Heavy Rain and you're trying to find a serial killer. Yeah. If you play it the wrong way, the serial killer gets away with it. Hmm. So this Star Wars game could have serious ramifications, but I gotta be honest, it's the only star it's the only Quantic Dream game like that that I would play through multiple times to see all the endings and see what different things happen and whatnot. But by golly, if it looks that fucking good, yeah, they can, I don't care how you give it to me, that Star Wars game. If it's a walking talking simulator, I don't care if, if there's barely any lightsaber action in it. Like if it looks that fucking good, yeah. Give it to me. Definitely. What are what are your more, like, kind of aspects, takeaways from, like, Star Wars Eclipse, other than, you know, me trying not to s- spoil, just kind of, you know, that book in the High Republic, there's multiple timelines in the High Republic. There just are, so. Okay. There's no telling what is going to be, you know.
1: Well, and based on my familiarity with the High Republic. Yes. I have no fucking idea. How do you make any? Well, I can I tell you. I'm, I haven't read any of it. I right. Never...
0: The idea behind the High Republic is that it is, again, the idea they had f- f- for it came from Obi-Wan's line in the first movie, A New Hope, where he says the, the Jedi come and they used to be smart. They used to be – or well, not smart, but they used to be held in high esteem. Mm-hmm. So, like, all the Jedi wear white and gold robes, all right. of them. They are literally just, like, the highest of priests that you can think of. And warriors and heroes and you know running around they have outposts but there's a lot more of them and they're creating these gigantic galactic outposts as well star posts which are really cool space stations
1: right that's what has me excited for this game that and it's not ea <laughs> it's a star wars game that's not ea which means i can play it that's
0: because, a big deal
1: because you know those, that board of directors still has not sat down and ate a gigantic bag of
0: dicks it's true so, they have a bag of dicks they need to eat. Yeah, they they all have to dine on it, on a bag of dicks. Yep. Prefer preference in kinds of dicks or
1: like no, just a, just a whole sack of dicks. Okay, they can yeah, eat an no. entire dealer's bag of
0: dicks choice, and then you eat know. whatever dicks you like. So, but you know, we've got Ubisoft working on an open world Star Wars game of some kind. Yeah. So we know Quantic Dream is working on it, and you know now we're living in a day and age where. Star Wars and DC games are better than the fucking movies they're putting out.
1: Yeah. I'm very, very, very excited for a good Star Wars story. Me too. So, I think we're getting that with It's been a long time.
0: It's been a very long time. So, um, you know, Quantic, take your time. Yeah. Quantic, take your time and get, get the game right, you know. Please make it so it launches when I try to boot it (laughs) when I hit play please let me play it there you go you know things like that Um, no game breaking glitches please you know um, take your time because we can see from the outside already with just that little preview that this is going to be a stellar fucking Star Wars game
1: oh yeah that's going to be good yeah it's
0: going to be good there's not much more to talk about it's going to be good I think we did it all pretty exciting ladies and gentlemen this has been Excitement Inc I'm Daniel I'm Rich Thanks for joining us. Subscribe at patreon.com slash excitement inc. Oh, yeah. We should have pimped all that. Yeah. Whoops. Well, I mean, you know, people generally, I mean, they know now. They should. They probably stuck around to listen about Star Wars Eclipse. So. Chances are. Yeah. We'll see. And, you know, so and they probably saw, stayed to, you know, see our beautiful faces on the screen. Yep. You think, do you think Hedwig's too close in the camera?
1: I don't because I think we can finally see McGonagall's signature on the letter.
0: That's perfect. That's good. It's good stuff. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Woohoo. Sonic Two. Shout out. It's shout out time. Shout because out. we uh couldn't do a, a, a Patreon without you guys. Yes. And, well, you know, this is a first batch. We've done a soft launch, so um there's not a lot to do. So right. we'll do our shout outs now. Yes. Um, are you gonna yell? Did you wanna do this from over there? Should I? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So you don't blow out the microphone. <laughs> um, there we go
1: I'll just lean far the fuck away which
0: like it's up to you anyways yes <clears throat> without our Patreons the show wouldn't be possible right so thank you what is Adam's last name I've not looked this up at all I need to, I need to go to Patreon. I didn't I need even to know go. that I
1: was gonna go for Patreon. last names oh. I was just gonna that say was... you know thank you to Taylor for being inherently better
0: well what if we get n- better better ones though you know what I mean that's the thing and the next part is, see, it says Adam D. Okay, so I can just say, um, I can just say, okay, cool. So he didn't even give us a, the whole last name, which I know. I know it's long in Italian. So it's probably better Excellent. because I don't know that I could pronounce it. Okay. You know what I mean? So, anyways, Adam D. Thank you, Adam. Thank you, Adam.
1: And thank you, Taylor, for just being inherently better than others at your tier.
0: It is, it is a, you know, a big donation when you do more than others and you put in more effort and that's what makes you better than everyone.
1: You put in more. You, you want it more. You wanted it. You wanted to go hard. You went hard and we appreciate that. So thank you, Taylor.
0: Thank you. And thank you, Adam. But not as to much To a as more,
1: Taylor.
0: but lesser extent. He literally donates more. Yes. But he's not on the... But big, he, shot he go, big shot he didn't go he didn't go big shot he didn't go big shot on that that's so. the big deal about. that is that, that is the big honking deal listen Adam it's not that we don't appreciate you it's that you're not as good as Taylor
1: yeah so if you want to hear your name in these shout outs go ahead and go to our patreon and uh yeah
0: patreon.com Excitement Inc
1: there you go